You're what's good with everybody. Episode 68, Sketching Up. It's your boy, Kyle. My boy Matt's back. My man had the sniffles. My man's my man's is back in full health. It's nice. I'm better. I'm and I'm excited. I was so mad that I couldn't do it the other week. I was I was like I think it's just this weather that keeps changing on us. Like my mm-hmm. my nose, I just woke up and it just wouldn't clear out. Then I had just a massive migraine the rest of the day. I was, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Like just I either stay cold or stay warm. Like pick one or the other. That's all I need in this life. Like I don't want to have to like – I have to take my dog out and like I don't – I either dress too light or too heavy. Like I can't oh. get it right. You know, it's one of those things where I'm either sweating or I'm freezing walking around the block with him. And I'm like, I can't take this. I like, I can't wait. Now I can't wait for summer where it's just always warm, where I can just walk outside in flip-flops, t-shirt and shorts and walk them around. But it's in the past and I'm back and I missed you, Kyle. I missed you. I missed you too, dog. I missed you I mean, too, homie. Schnobs is, is not here. It's, 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 it's weird not having him here. It is. It really um, is. But I mean, it's cool. I mean, I guess it got us to, you know, know each yeah. other better. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's just, you know, it's 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 February, but and and he should be here. But um, I guess we'll give him a pass. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay right. though. You know, it's all good. Um, but, but yeah, um, man. Um, I think, ooh, you know, I texted you and I was like, "Yo, second season of of uh, Ragnarok came out." Um, we got to do something about that. Dog in the back going. Oh lit. yeah, that's lit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah, he's a big. He's a big oaf. That's that's Tucker boy. Um, so I texted you. I said second season of Ragnarok's on, and I wanted to get your thoughts because I think this show is slept on. I think a lot of people have their gripes with it, but I think it's a pretty cool concept. And what's the gripes do people have? Because I think it's a great show personally, because I like all the historical figures and like the different spin on them. Exactly. And I think, I think people are looking for, I want to say, you know, that the typical anime. Right. Do they want fate? Like, do they want fate? Like, I just, I think. (laughs) This this it's like a total it's 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 a change from our normal anime that we watch because this is you know dealing with gods and and people and gods from all different religions which I think is really mm-hmm. cool you know I I I love the concept that Odin and Zeus are kind of the big bads they're like the top dogs they they are the ones that tell the other gods to stay in line like they're they're the ones. But I also like the concept of, you know, they kind of all just keep to themselves, which makes a lot of sense. So, I don't know. I just thought this this new season was absolutely insane. And yeah, let's get into it then. Let's go for it. I, I well, it. well, I love, I love that the Valkyrie chose Jack the Ripper. And Yo, people are like, what are you talking about? This guy is the scum. He's murdering women. He's he he murdered women his whole life. He they never could find him. And like seeing the characters in the stands, like the guy who wrote um 
Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He said Sherlock yeah. could never solve this. And but then seeing um oh Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare going he he is he's Shakespearean in a way. And it's mm-hmm. and you think about the you think about the legend of Jack the Ripper. You know, this guy was definitely a real guy in life. He did horrific things um in in the in the eighteenth century. And you they kind of give him I guess humanity they give they give him humanity because you know when you read about jack the ripper you read about him like any other serial killer these guys are absolutely horrible people scums of the earth like everything this story about jack you got him you got humanity out of him and to see him have to fight to keep humanity going was like okay that's that's pretty interesting and then to find out what the um how he joined with the other valkyrie you know how they get the weapons from the valkyries they you know the if you haven't watched the show you know these these people are going up against gods so they need to have something that gives them kind of like an even balance to be able to fight these gods and what happens is that they somehow merge with a Valkyrie. They either turn into a weapon, uh, they turn into clothing. It's whatever the character that's going up against the god, you know, what is best suited for them to fight. And when you think of Jack the Ripper, you know, you think of knives right away. Like, I, I always thought of knives. But he he has something more it's it's the way that he uses things throughout his like his lifetime as you know this murderer so to get gloves that turn anything into a weapon that is that is insane that is just absolutely insane what's so funny though is as soon as um when okay so first off the mind trick the little jedi mind trick he played on all of us was splendid because, like, I figured it out on the second try, not the third. Like, you know how, like, they gave it to you on, like, the fourth? Like, the second try, I figured, like, slightly. Me, out because, like, once he went from the little scissors thing to the knives, and he was like, oh, it's the bag. My brain said, well, if it's the bag, bump it. That whole playing field is, 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 is fair game. And in my brain, I was just like, hey, at that point, everything's fair game. So, like, I'm not getting touched by nothing. Mm-hmm. But just the fact, well, we'll talk about Jack the Ripper first. Jack, and then we'll talk about we'll talk about R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Hey, bro, R.I.P. <laughs> um, yeah, but hey, man, look, I was kind of crying in there for a minute. I was like, oh man, R.I.P. My God, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> first off, you're right; they did humanize Jack the Ripper because when you seen how like. His mom was his only beacon of hope. Yep. And then just for her to just be like, oh, psych, I really didn't love you. I loved your dad. And you look like your dad. And it's like, oh. I also really thought, I you. thought telling that story of like, I just wanted you kind of pulling a fast one on Jack was the, it, it was like the best mirror of how he was pretty much playing in that fight. 
He was mm-hmm. he was pulling shit out of his hat left and right throughout that whole fight. And it just also mirrored his life with his mom. His mom, he thought, was was going to love him forever and be there for him and will never let anything happen to him. And then she pulled a fast one on him. And like you said, she just wanted him to be able to get back with her his his rich father. And that was never going to happen. And she she had this like internal hate for him at the same time as, uh, well, I could use him as a pawn to get the father back in, into our lives. Which is kind of terrible because like you just watch him break and it's yeah. just like, oh. And then when he killed his mom, I was like, I ain't even mad at you, dog. I ain't even mad at yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's what humanized him. You you mm-hmm. you felt like yeah, well you're 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 either going to kill him, or he's going to have to kill you. Like yeah. there was there was no way those two were going to walk out of the room and just be like bye. <laughs> like they just need to they need needed to settle this. And you know I I was totally on Jack's side. I was like yeah, he needed to do that. Like I could tell mm-hmm. tell. And then to be able to see, you know, he was getting those kind of visions of people and seeing their essence, that was really cool. That was really, really cool. Like to see the different colors and Mm -hmm. to be able to see, you know, he fought Hercules. The the embodiment of strength, perseverance, you know, truth, justice, all Mm -hmm. like of a Greek god who works so hard to protect the people around him, and and just seeing both of these guys go up against each other was an emotional roller coaster because you didn't want to see either. At a certain point for me, I didn't want to see either of these guys lose. Once I seen the backstory of both of them, I was like, I mean, if both of y'all died at the same time, cool. If we just had a draw, cool. Yeah. But I kind of didn't because I wanted Hercules to win, honestly, because like, bro, that's Hercules, bro. Like he went from a human to a god and he's the reason why the gods don't mess with humans. Yeah. Like that's how much of a dog he is. Yep. And then also I didn't want Jack to lose just because I'm like, hey, bro, like. You're still the scum of the earth. And then just for the um just for them to basically have the whole premise that even if you are the scum of the earth, you're still human in a way. Because there's a reason why you're like that. Yeah. And that right there was just like, you know what? That's a good thing to 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 it's a good it's a good premise. Oh, for sure. Because you know, you see the contrast of both of their backstories. You see how hard Hercules worked to protect his people and his friends and to be able to be that dog to be like, you're not coming down here, gods, you're not coming back down here to mess with us. You can't just decide, oh, we're we're not good enough for you anymore. You're going to stay up in Olympus, wherever you guys are, you're not going to mess and I will protect them and make sure they stray on the right path. When you see him talk about that, you see him trying to do that with Jack. You know, he doesn't blame Jack for who he is. He blames that there was no one in his time that made sure people strayed on the right path. He Mm -hmm. blames the surroundings that he was in, and he doesn't blame the person. 
And I think that's that's big. You know, you you don't know what people are going through in their walks of life. You know, you know, me, Kyle, we definitely had a different journey in life, and that's what who made us as people. To see that put into the context of a person who is a mass murderer is quite interesting, you know, and it 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 did something more than just tell the story of two guys fighting it out for the salvation of of humans in this story it it showed us that gods can also be humans at at a certain point that they could still Mm -hmm. feel the same emotions that humans feel you know i didn't think i would get i think the other great it was in the first season when adam fought zeus Mm -hmm. that was another that was another fight where you saw, you know, I still, I, I still don't know what Zeus's agenda is here. Okay. You know, he, he is impressed by humans. He thinks humans, you know, have straight off the path where, you know, they kind of have to be put back into their place for sure. But I don't think he hates humans. And when he fought Adam, the first human, you could see that he was upset. He wasn't just upset at the humans, but he was also upset with the gods in a way. I think he's trying. I think he would wants to unite them in a way to where they both can work together. It's either that or make everybody a god or everybody a human. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting now, spoiler, at the end of the season, we see who takes the side, and we see Yo. Buddha take Yo. the side. Yo, of... Buddha did that. When yeah. Buddha did that, because what? Okay. Oh, wait, did you not watch all the way at the end, the last credit scene, when they announced the next two fighters? No, tell me. Just tell me. Yes. Yeah, so you know they do the entrances and everything, and then so. Um, uh, the guy who does the announcing, uh, Heimdall, he announces the next god, and it's Buddha. And we saw Buddha throughout the second season, where mm-hmm. th- they called him a traitor because he taught yep. the Valkyries how to join with the humans. Mm-hmm. And yep. he was, and in a way, you see Buddha in that, like, where those, the, um, They're I like forget what they eight. were called. The like eight, those eight people, or something. Yeah, like. they're like gods yeah. that like go around and and they they make sure everything stays in line. They're like like the they're, police. They're like the police, yeah, pretty much. And to see them, just you saw like a a a, a pinky nail amount of his actual power because he last second just dodged some bullets and then flicked his his like his uh lollipop stick Mm -hmm. through the dude's hand yep and you're like okay and then he stood face to face with zeus and didn't back down and zeus didn't want to escalate anything you could see that zeus Zeus definitely feels something that you know buddha is not someone to fuck around and find out about that's that's just who he is and so at the end you hear them announce buddha where his religion is from and everything and he walks out and he goes i will not be fighting for the gods i will be fighting for the humans humans. i remember that part 
And so he's going to be, but we don't know who the next god is then, who's going to yeah. fight him. So my prediction is that Zeus is going to make Odin fight. Yo, because Odin, like when we seen Odin in this season, and when I seen him have he's that malice a little come bit. out. Yeah, like he's snapping a little bit, left and yeah. right. He's, it's, you yeah. see it from a little bit because he's such a stoic character. So when he like cracks a grin or he does something and his crows start to freak out, it's mm-hmm. happened so slowly, but it's so monumental because he is depicted as this stoic character that doesn't really say much, hasn't said his much talk, throughout this whole series. His crows talk could, for him. Yeah. And you know when he says something, it's like, holy shit. And you saw it, like you just said, his malice came out. And, and it just started. Yeah. So it's like, all right. Who, what god is going to be able to put up a good enough fight against this Buddha that we're seeing now as this monumental god? Like, we've seen some badass gods. Like, I thought the Thor fight was amazing. Shiva. Like, Shiva yeah, was. Shiva, Shiva was. Shiva was aw- that That whole fight, mm. like, that, mm. again, we got two fights in that second season that I did not want to see either of the people lose. Dude, when I seen that his muscles was too strong for his body, and then when homeboy now now that he had the um the Valkyrie, he could just like he was basically like um oh my god, what was the dude from um my hero academia that Midoriya fought? He's kind of like that. Oh, um, are you talking about the dude whose muscles like kind of like overlap and he lost an eye? Yeah. You, the that guy guy. from the the campsite, right? Mm-hmm. When they were out camping and they got attacked. Yeah, with the little that kid dude. with the horn on his hat. Yep. Yeah. That's what it mm-hmm. reminded me of. Yeah. But when you seen that, he was like, oh, I can finally stop disrespecting the um the sumo way. I'm like, dog, you 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 literally be, have been undefeated. Yeah. Like and insane. it's just crazy just watching him just go toe-to-toe with a god who literally beat about like almost 1200 gods to get yeah. where he's at that's also just insane to me this his story his story is like one of the best i've heard in a while like that was an mm-hmm. awesome story of him and his best friend climbing the mountain and fighting all these gods and then at the end like and i knew that was coming i was like all right they're gonna get to the end and they're gonna have to fight each other and is going to be rough to see this but you know ultimately you know shiva wins because he's he's the the god at that point so but it was just oh my god like them going at and beating every single god and like then having followers like all their followers are following them and and praising them and they were just seen as two jokester gods that really didn't do much in the world they just kind of she even liked to dance and everything and then when he went pretty much like super saiyan ultra instinct type god and like burned half of his flesh and and then beat like and then also how he beat the sumo wrestler was kind of like he just kicked his head off like i was like oh you're gonna do that dude that dirty (laughs) snap his head off okay two things shiva did that i thought was savage right and for Savage, for two different reasons, though. Savage in A, when he burnt homeboy's arm, 
Mm. Like when that thing just went slice, slice. And I was like, oh, you still have a piece of your arm left. That looks crazy. Second thing, when he did chop his head off with his feet, I looked at it as a sign of respect. Like, I didn't want you to fall on your knees, so I'm going to chop your head off now so you can stand on your feet when you die. Mm, that's a good that's point. That's how I took it. That's a good point. You know point. what I'm saying? I like that. No, that's a, that's better. I was just, when that happened, I was like, all right, I know he's going to die. How is this going to happen? And then when he kicked his head off, I was like, oh, my God. What? what? And But the respect that these two had for each other in having they they both said it it was the best fight they've seen in that tournament and in my mind it was i think that was the best hand-to-hand combat fight that that this tournament has produced and to see that was just like they keep topping themselves like i don't know how the writers have done this but every fight is better than the last mm-hmm I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a feeling like Odin is like Shiva is my favorite character right now. But okay. I feel like Odin will be. When I seen Odin release a little bit of that malice, I was like, oh, yeah, Odin probably going to be a problem. Odin well, is yeah. going to be a problem. Odin's be a problem. I just I think I want more Buddha. Like when when we started like to see him a little more and like I love the little like joke that they had, like he was just sitting like up in Valhalla, just chilling, eating candy and Zeus yep. wanted it. And he ate all of it and just was like, you could have just gave me one piece. It's just like, that's my dude. That is a dude who, who totally disrespected Zeus, the head of all gods. It was like, no, you're not getting any candy. These are my candies. Like, go get your own candies. Like, just to do it, too. Not yeah. not because of anything. Not because Zeus did anything. Nope, just, just to do it. it. Just to say, yeah, I can do this and I'm going to do it. And I really, or or because we already saw it. He they they send down Loki to go fight him because we already mm-hmm. saw Loki wanted to chop his head off. Loki so Loki is absolutely insane. Is is just so insane and but he has an agenda. We all know this. He has an agenda yeah. and there's something that's happening behind the scenes that Loki is pulling, which makes sense. It's Loki, the god of mischief. He's he's going to do stuff like this. Speaking of Loki, also, this just hit my brain just now, too. Like, I love the analysis that Loki was giving about Jack the Ripper. Mm. I was like, oh, that's a good play-by-play. A jokester with a jokester, that's great. Like, yeah. This... Go ahead. The, no, I, I, I 100% agree. That was such a good way to explain how Jack does his killings, his, his movements, everything. Like... To, to have a guy of mischief and deceit praise a human to be able to do those things is a great honor. And if it's not Loki going up against Buddha, I would love to see those two duel it out in the ring. Ooh. Like two men of mischief. Two guys of mystery just going at it. You know, just put it back in. Like, I loved how... Jack the Ripper's uh, there. His fighting was in London, it was like mm-hmm. in 18th century London. Like, put him back in there. Like, that's that's no problem for Loki. Like, he could easily do, manipulate the oh, the yeah. city to do whatever he wants. Like, that would be sick. But I think it's you know, Buddha's a, a powerful dude. 
So they need to match that. He's a god again, so and he's fighting on the human. So you need a powerful god. I don't know. Like, I would have to watch the first season to re-see who are all the gods in the stands because I honestly, to, to see just a little bit of the taste of Buddha's power, he, it, it's either got to be Loki or it's either got to be Odin because you need someone who's going to actually stand up to another god who seems at the pinnacle like he's he's at the top like no one fucks with him like he is just up there when i realized he was up there was when when he was like no other god tells me what to do but me yeah and i was like oh yeah bro if you say that to zeus's face with no hesitation that means you can back that up Mm -hmm. yep and to see zeus not do anything with the lip that he got zeus knows okay this is not a fight i want to start because mm-hmm. zeus may be able to beat him but does he really want to risk his life to try to beat someone where he could use him in the battle where he asked him he said i want to i want you to fight next and i think you know i should have saw it coming when he did tell zeus like i do what i want to do and Zeus telling him he had to fight, and he goes, "Okay, I'll, I'll fight, but it's not going to be for you. It's it's going to be for what I choose, and I choose the humans." And it's just like, dude, you have to have balls, the, yeah, the balls and balls. the power to back that up to do that in front of Zeus and Odin and all the other gods. That <laughs> is going to be insane. So I just I I can't wait for i don't know if it's going to be like i know it's broken up into chapters like the first season was chapter one the second season was chapter two i know there's three and four in the manga when so, did it come out? i don't know i gotta i gotta look that up like oh, when the next that, that is because it, it's an exciting show season two so we're looking for season three Oh, so it hasn't even um, hasn't been renewed. Oh, wait, hold on. It hasn't been confirmed yet. Okay. From what I'm seeing, it needs to. I I know you can't leave like, us hanging like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, like let's say, but I think it's a good enough anime that if it doesn't get renewed by Netflix, that someone else will pick it up. But I mean, it did just drop on the twenty sixth. Yeah, so it, it's it's still probably they're going to probably give it a couple months to to see how many viewerships it gets, because I thought I thought the first season was really good, mm-hmm. um, and then I was I was still kind of worried. I was like, I don't know if we're going to get another season of this because it's kind of hard to track what Netflix is going to do nowadays. Like they'll just cut shows though they're pretty much in the same vein as like hbo max right now they're cutting shows for no reason they're giving the green light to other shows that aren't really that good people are are just not happy with i mean talk about that for a second like the whole scuttlebutt about you know velma like this show is oh, not yeah. good it oh, is yeah. not good. i haven't watched it but i've I've watched clips of it and I've watched people react to it and I've never seen a positive reaction to it. 
it's I've always seen about like how woke it is or that's what it like is how... it's overly woke like it's like oh. okay you're you're just you're just literally yeah it's pandering to all the woke stereotypes that are out in the world right now and it's just like it's like beating a dead horse like it, that's what this is it's like okay we get you know okay yeah the white guy's the hottest person the the girl who's the cheerleader is you know Daphne she's the hottest girl in the school oh she may have some like lesbian tendencies she doesn't know like I don't know it's just like it it just doesn't it just doesn't resonate and it's not like scooby-doo like i get you want to do something on a different character in like the in the mystery ink gang mm -hmm. but to take scooby out of it completely like there's no scooby-doo well i think scooby was like the black dude oh so the... it's it's like a girl who's oh, gonna like girl. take the place a black girl who's taking the place of scooby-doo yeah, and like all the connotations to that doesn't sound good. Like you're you're like you're changing the character of Scooby Doo, who's a dog, to a black woman. Like that. What, what do you? That's just weird. Like I like look. We can get really good shows that are from the past that are more like adult anime animation. Like it, yeah. it's fine. We can do that. But to take it and turn it into this whole woke movement, like, it's not a funny joke. Like, I feel like they were trying to do what, like, South Park and Family Guy does where they make mm -hmm. jokes on the trends that are going on today. But they do it a lot better, I feel like. They do it in a way that it's actually funny, for one. And two, it, it's not beating a dead horse. Like, well, this is what this is. I haven't seen it, but I can just guess. Also, it's probably not overly politically correct because we all knew the reason why we love South Park so much was because they said they literally said the obvious elephant in the room. Yeah. Like they said it, made fun of it, and then looked at you like, what you going to do about it? And the thing what I liked about South Park is they literally made fun of everybody. Everybody got it. It wasn't just blacks it wasn't just jews it wasn't just whites it wasn't just hispanic yeah. like everybody Everyone. got the same treatment yep and it was actually funny yeah yeah like, i think they just they they missed the mark with this velma it was it's just like if you if you just watch one episode you'll mm -hmm. you'll know you'll know you're just like this is oh. just too much like i watched the first episode I, they released the first two episodes and I watched both of them back to back and I was like, this wasn't funny. Like this wasn't funny. And it's just not, it, it's, I guess because you picked a beloved group of characters that have been with us for so long mm -hmm. and you take it and try to do your own thing with it, which is fine. That's what comic book writers do every day. That's what everyone does, you, you know, taking yeah. source material and making it into your own. They did they did that, but in a way of like, oh, let's just let's just hit the 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 woke button, the extreme woke button, and let's just show that to the world. You know what I would have did? I would have did I would have did the same. I would have did the Velma thing, whatever, right? But what I would have did was it would have been more of we're watching a, literally an adult Scooby Doo, to mm. where yeah, you have the mystery or whatever, but. Instead of it being a induendo, you just straight out, flat out see Daphne and 
and Fred go off in the corner and make out or something. And you're yep. just like in the middle of a mystery and you're like, now that would be hilarious. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or where you see Shaggy and Velma like make out or you see Scooby like, like, like smoke some funky stuff. Like it'd be hilarious. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like, like bringing out like the, the, the realness of like putting in real world situations with the, mm-hmm. the, with, the mystery ink would be hilarious like imagine like catching a dude who dresses up as like a a ghost and and like the connotations of like the cops being like what the fuck did you guys actually just do like like, like, yes like that in in real world that's like really fucking weird like you guys followed this dude around to find him y'all going to jail for stalking Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like it would be hilarious if, like, every mystery they solved, they somehow ended up with like a fine, uh, like in going jail. to jail, and they, like, and they like, have to leave. bail each other out. Like, oh, like that would be hilarious. Like, the best would be like walking through this person's house and like Scooby takes a shit on the carpet. Like, <laughs> like that would be fucking because he's a dog. Like, what do you think? He like sniffs and he pees on something. Like, oh, that would be God. fucking hilarious. And like, oh, like just God. the connotation of that like or like shaggy like then then solving a mystery but finding out that like shaggy wanted this guy to to get arrested because he sold him like dank weed or something like that would be like hilarious <laughs> like he gave me the snickle fritz so now i'm gonna we're gonna solve a mystery that puts you in jail <laughs> like dog dog like how funny would that be or like daphne has a pregnancy scare and then it shows that she wasn't just sleeping with Freddie; she was sleeping with Scooby and also had a little side thing. That's how you can do that. And yeah. it also had a little side thing with Velma sometimes. Like, think about the, like, think about if she got drunk one day, right? Mm-hmm. Slept with Shaggy, got pregnant, but still loves Fred. Yeah. And then has like little, and then has little, you know, like vicarious thing with, um, with Velma sometimes. Yo, how hilarious of that little like orgy would be that would be so funny and like that that's like what they tried to do i think in this velma like velma and daphne are like will they won't they type thing like velma but still has a huge crush on fred who they made fred into this like like is he gay or is he not gay like thing and it just like makes no sense. Like you it's can just do that if you just do the regular stuff, but you see, but you'll see Fred like, like let's say you'll see Fred do something like some real, some real zesty stuff. Like you'll see, like he'll catch somebody and be like, oh, yeah, you like, I really like that. Yeah, like and you're like, yeah, no. And then you see Fred serious. like, and then you see Fred. Oh no, 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 Daphne. You know, I'm just not. And you see him try to fix it. Oh my. God, the guy's been wearing a fucking ascot for like thirty years. Like, obviously, he may have some gay tendencies. Who knows? But it'd be funny to explore. Like, it'd be hilarious. Or like, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, you can even get dark with it if you want. Yeah. Like, like there's no, there's no, like, there's nothing you can't do with this group. It's just you have to keep them as their characters to their core. And the funny stuff will come from them. Like, if you just rewrote the first show and made it more adult-like and you made it more real-world-like, that would be hilarious. 
Because what they did without all of that stuff as a kid show was hilarious. And it, if you watch it again, it just doesn't make sense. So to, mm -hmm. to, to harp on how all of this does not make sense, like <laughs> they drive around in a mystery in, in a van all like everywhere. And like what they're, they're it's like Aren't they high school kids? Yeah, they're and it's midnight to one o'clock in the morning and they're in some abandoned warehouse. Like <laughs> like you could easily make that into a huge joke. Like Or or how are you all high school kids and you never go to school? Like you yeah. gotta see like one episode where they gotta do a thing at school where they gotta solve a mystery at school and they actually have to go to school. Yeah. Now? And you're like, wait, we haven't seen y'all in school in so long. Or even the running joke of how Velma or no Daphne always gets captured. Remember, like mm -hmm. in the old show, she always oh, got yeah. it captured. Like that could be some weird, funny shit. Like oh, the stuff God. that goes through her, or like what happens to her. Like oh, that could man. cause her to like have like PTSD and shit. Like all, all of it. Like you could, you could, you could easily make a funny show from the original show and make it oh, more easy. adult like. And they just just threw that out and tried to do it this like different way and it's just like it doesn't it, it just doesn't make sense to me so i mean it take it take it or leave it but i i just don't understand why that show it got re-signed for a second season with all the hate that it's getting and we have like the batman the cape crusader got canceled where it was it was produced by bruce tim who did the original batman animated series which is pretty much what got everybody into comic books and everybody into batman and, and into the world yep and then you have another producer and, and writing some of the episodes was uh matt reeves who did the most recent batman who is an amazing writer and he did a great job with robert patton as batman and then you had another producer by the name of jj abrams who knows how to create and build worlds that would be amazing and you cancel that like and then they they canceled some of the stuff i don't know if you you watch it i don't watch it as much but if i see it and i'm bored sitting at home some of the new looney tunes that they're putting out like the last reiteration of looney tunes i've seen was like the looney tunes show the yeah. one where like daphne and um and Bugs Bunny are like roommates. That's the funniest one to me. That, I love that one. And those are great. And they like scrapped a couple others that they were going to do a Daffy Duck and Porky Pig show. What? They, they have all these shows that like have great success. And they're, and they just like, they fucking just got rid of all of them. And well, I'll put my tinfoil hat on real fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Bro, it's, it's for an agenda, bro. Yeah, it has to Sorry. be. Sorry. Like, it's weird, but, I mean, it is what it is. But, like, it it's, sucks, though, because it's it's suffering some of the content. But what was, okay, so what was this Howard Stern thing he was telling me about earlier? Okay, so Brendan Fraser uh, went on to Howard Stern, you know, Brendan Fraser has all the success right now. I highly uh, suggest going to see the the movie The Whale that he did, his most recent film. It was absolutely insane. I saw it at the Montclair Film Festival. Shout out to the Montclair Film Festival. 
it's such a great event if you're in the new jersey north 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 area of new york anywhere 100 percent sign up to go see the uh montclair film festival i saw some amazing films i met some amazing people i got to see brendan fraser i got to see daniel craig to go see uh the glass onion i saw that it was a great great uh time but so brendan fraser he's on howard stern and he talks about the scrapped batgirl movie and mm. he played firefly yeah so it, he describes the character as you know, he's pretty much down on his luck. He's a he's a, a war veteran who starts to lose all of his um all the benefits that they were giving to war veterans and he has some serious PTSD. Uh he worked, you know, working in um explosions and all of that. And so now he's mad at the city of Gotham for taking that away from him and for all the stuff they did for his country. So he starts to just start blowing things up left and right. And he said it was an amazing character. It was an amazing time shooting the film because, you know, they they, they did it in uh, Glasgow, uh, Glasgow, Glasgow, England. So it was like a very dark, eerie Gotham City. And they were just doing explosions everywhere. It looked very Victorian. It was beautiful. And he said that it was done. They shot it, they they edited it, and it was done. It is completely done. And he's like, I don't know if we'll ever get to see it. And so then uh, a few weeks earlier to this coming out, James Gunn and the other um, CEO of DC Films now said, you know, it was actually very good that they did scrap this movie because they said it was going to be a real blow to DC. Like it was wow. not going to be good for the oh. DC comics or DC film. So he said it may have sent them back really far, farther than they already are. So it, it to me, it's like, okay, there's a Bat, Batgirl movie. You know, mm -hmm. we had Michael Keaton in it. Mm -hmm. We had a, a great, great cast. And I, I thought who they casted as Batgirl, I, I can't remember her name. She was – I thought she would be play a very good Batgirl. Now, as a comic book fan, as a person who has seen crappy comic book movies, I've seen you know stuff that just doesn't look good on the big screen, to me, they pulled the plug too early. And that's what Brendan Fraser said. He said they got to see – people got to see when they first kind of gave a test screening of it it was the very first director's cut. So mm. it really wasn't in complete order yet. It wasn't close to being done yet by the directors. And he said they got the short end of the stick where they just got to show it once and then that was it. It was gone. They were like, nope, we can't do this. But their vision never got seen because they never got to put it in the order that they wanted to put it in uh, on the editing floor, you know? And so I, to me, that's a little messed up. Uh, I, I personally, I would want to give them a little more time, you know, give them a little more money, give them a little more time. You know, they, they shot this movie and it's already pretty much done. It, 
they've been they've been doing you know reshoots on all these other movies you know the flash went through it aquaman went through it all these all these big budget movies for dc had to go through reshoots black adam why couldn't we do this with batgirl and kind of re-tinker it you know you guys only saw the first the first director's cut that cut is is pretty much just like okay here's what we're thinking it's not done yet but here's what we're thinking give us your comments back and we'll we'll work from there we'll keep going and they didn't get that and that to me stinks and to have someone like Brendan Fraser, who, like I said, I just saw him in The Whale, he did an amazing job. I can only imagine the the way that he portrayed Firefly, and I would love to see that. Love to see that character there. So but they might just be. They might not be asking it. They might be putting it on ice and might repurpose it. Yeah, you know that's. Done. You know yeah, saying? so that's 100% true. You know, James Gunn has it in his back pocket. If it can fit into the new DCU, then he'll put it there. If not, then he can put it into an Elseworlds story. And I thought that was very smart of, uh, of James Gunn that he has the DCU that's going to be interconnected through TV, movie, and gaming. And then he has his Elseworld where we have the second Joker that's coming out. We have the second Matt Reeves Batman coming out. And he has a couple other things. Teen Titans Go is in Elseworld. So we have a couple other projects that are in that. So you could repurpose it for either of those. Like I think if it's a movie that, you know, prior to this, it was going to be in the DCU, then re-edit it to make it its own standalone movie. Uh, you know, why, why can't we have, you know, a Robert Pattinson Batman that will probably get three movies at the most? It's getting its own Penguin series that will connect to the movies, which starts filming next month, which I'm very excited about. You know, Colin Firth is coming back to uh, to reprise the the Penguin. Is that Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. So he's he's reprising that role again, and that's going to be about the the rise of the penguin as the underworld boss of Gotham, which is going to be great. Now, can this Batgirl be put into, um, put into that world? Maybe, okay. maybe not. I think so. Um, but I think, I, I think it could, I think it could work. I think so too. I think, I think that would be a good idea actually. Okay, so the to wrap up my point on the the Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. I think it, I think they they for one, like you said, it could just be in limbo. James Gunn has it in his back pocket; he can make stuff into magic. So I trust him with it. I just I wish they'd be a little more transparent on it, like that. You know, it, it's hard to get anything out of DC right now. We got the list of the upcoming shows that are going to be and movies that are going to be it. Like, I think, you know, the new Superman Legacy movie is going to be great. You know, it, it ties from All-Star Superman. 
which is an amazing, amazing comic book. If you haven't read it, 100% read it. It's like the pinnacle of Superman. Um, we're getting an older Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, and he's going to be, you know, working with his actual biological son, Damien, who is, in the beginning, is a little terrorist and, like, is a hardcore assassin. He's an assassin. So that, that like... That looks fun. You know, we're getting a new Swamp Thing, which I think is amazing. I love Swamp Thing. I love that story. It's a great story. Booster Gold is going to be, I think, one of the top shows for the DC coming up. Booster is a comedic kind of just this. He's like, in a comedic way, he's he's in kind of the same realm as Deadpool. But, like, he's not an anti-hero. He just sucks at being a hero. Like, he just is. I like that. Yeah, no, he, he goes, he gets time-traveling tech from, like, the 31st century, goes back in time, comes out and says, hey, I'm this superhero from the future. I'm here to save all you. And is really bad at it. Makes matters, like, worse. And it needs to be a an actor to play him that is also a comedian because that's what this is. So I'm excited for those things. I'm excited for, for Waller. You know, a lot of people don't see that as being a, a, like, why would they do that? I think, you know, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. You know, I you, think so too. you picked one of the best actresses in the game right now to play such a ruthless character. Okay. And her development from the first Suicide Squad movie to the second to Peacemaker it's done a good job as to keeping Waller how she is in the comics, where she is this invisible force. You can see how horrible she can be, but you really don't know the ties that she has. And I think the Waller show is a good a good way to explain that a little bit in depth of like how powerful she really is. So I'm excited. So, you know, bringing it back to the Batgirl, they could find a way to put that in there. I just think James Gunn needs to go back, talk with the directors, talk with the editors, the producers, what their vision really was, and work with them to connect it into either an Elseworld story or part of the main DCU continuity. Because, you know, this Bratman Braving the Bold, what I see a lot of people are talking about is um you know this batman's gonna be older so this uh this story is already gonna have majority of the bat family in it so you know the they said you will see different people uh people in the bat uh, in the bat family show up in this movie we already have an established batgirl why don't we tailor it to her you know being Batgirl, being, you know, maybe in the way of reshooting it, show her, you know, as Oracle. She was shot by the Joker. She was Oracle a little bit. And then in the comic book, she gets her, she, she, she's not paralyzed anymore. She's Batgirl again. So you could easily do that in a movie and show, you know, what, what happened and how she got her legs back and now she's being Batgirl again. So 
I think it's a really good, you know, open book with with an established story. Let's try to create it into something that works for everybody and not just throw it into limbo. Like really keep that at the forefront of maybe we can use this in a different way. Like if it's going to be Elseworld, make it a gritty Batgirl. Make her make her a gritty, you know, like let's let's say in this Elseworld story, Batman's been killed. He's not there anymore. And she picks up the mantle to go into this this deadly and war zone like Gotham. Because we've seen that before. People have mm-hmm. taken the mantle for Batman a bunch of times in a Gotham City that really needs a superhero. Because even when there's a superhero in Gotham, it's already a fuck shit show. It's a shit show. When it doesn't have any protectors in it, it's just a full-out war zone. So there's so many different options you can do with this character that's already there. It's there. They did it. They wrote it. They shot it. It's done. Let's let's see it be used. Let's not waste what we already have because we've done that already. We we wasted our time with the Zack Schneider all all of those those movies. Like we we pretty much wasted our time till we got here. And we DC really doesn't have anything to show of it. So why waste anything? Let's not waste. Let's not be wasteful and let's repurpose it. Let's use it again. So hmm. that's what I like think. The point. By the way, everybody who is who is watching, the reason why Matt was having a few difficulties and and he had to go, we all had to go to the bathroom. So that's <laughs> why you heard a nice little pausey pause and a, yeah, 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 we're old men now. So sometimes yeah. our bladder don't work. All right. <laughs> but that's the end of the show. You know, thank you for joining us for this this really, really fun episode of Sketching Up. You know what I'm saying? My boy Matt, your boy Kyle, follow us on all of the on all the socials, you know what I'm saying? Schnabel Studios. You know what I'm saying? We out. Thank you, everybody. Peace.